Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right, modern lovers, we're going to talk a lot about sex today, and we're going to talk about finding your friggin' joy. How about that as a title of his show? And you're going to be so excited because Belinda Farrell is with us. She's overcome major life challenges, challenges that are beyond those that we all face, but we all do face challenges in our lives. She's faced the suicide of her son, complete financial loss, healing a degenerative spine without surgery, but that's not the end of it. By using ancient Hawaiian techniques and accepting responsibility, get this, for every aspect of her life, she's like the phoenix. She has risen from the ashes to find her friggin' joy, and now she's sharing all of this invaluable information with others in a new book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. What else would it be called? So we'll hear from Belinda shortly, but first, I want you to find something that you're going to treasure, and that is sacred sexuality, breakthroughs, best practices, and awakening sex. Yes, wherever you are in your life journey, it's important to understand about this powerful and, for most of us, misunderstood part of our human existence. I always laugh and tell people the story of the first time I did the Oprah Winfrey show, and the title of the show was Women Who Hate Sex. And when I told my mom the name of the show and asked her to call our relatives, my mother went, Women Who Hate What? She could never even say the word sex. So it's important for us to notice there is a lack of real education and understanding about sexuality. We don't even know that it's physically, emotional, mental, and yes, it's spiritual too. So whether you're young or seasoned, single or partnered, LGBTQ or straight, this training is right for you if you want to improve your understanding of sexuality and your sexual pleasure and that of your partner. I have special guests with me, Dr. Nick Delgado, the author of the book Mastering Sex, Love and Intimacy. He's a renowned natural health expert. And I have Janae Paylette, who's a recovered New York healthcare lawyer who lived in a sexless marriage for almost two decades. She's now accomplished her own sexual healing and awakening and is a full-time sex and intimacy coach, writer, blogger, teacher, who's going to share with us some tantra practices on Saturday, May 18th. Here in our Modern Love Training Center, seating is limited. Call or go to loveitdocway.com for more information, or grab your seat right now on Eventbrite. That's Saturday, May 18th, Sacred Sexuality, Breakthroughs, Best Practices, Awakenings. And here's our Dr. Brenda question. Dear Dr. Brenda, my mother has suddenly taken a disliking to my boyfriend 
who's the father to my children. She won't tell me what her problem is or why she now refuses to speak to him. But it's causing me a lot of problems. I love my mother. I live with my boyfriend who provides for our needs. Signed, Mother Problems. Oh, dear. If I had a nickel for all the people who have told me that their family, their parents, their brother or sister, somebody didn't like their beloved, I would have a stack of nickels as high as what? I don't know, the Tokyo Tower. It's really important to understand that it isn't necessary for your mother or anyone else to like your beloved, but it is necessary to be courteous. It is necessary to hold boundaries because your life is your life and your mom's life, as much as you may love her, is her own life. Pay attention to your relationship, your beloved, and your children. That's your core family now, and your first responsibility has to be with them. Now, of course, I want you to offer your mom the opportunity to go to therapy with you and talk this out. All right, good luck to you, Mother Problems. Now, let me tell you more about our guest, Belinda Farrell. She's the author of the book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. She graduated with a B.A. in Spanish and English from UC Berkeley. Yay, I have a daughter there right now. She's trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP, Hawaiian chanting, and ancient Hawaiian healing, Huna. She trained with Tony Robbins, and she is somebody who has overcome unimaginable challenges. Belinda, welcome to the show. For having me. I feel honored to be here. Oh, it's great having you. Tell us more about your journey and what led you to find your friggin' joy. It's such a it's such a journey, isn't it? You know, I started out in Catholic school and um I was expelled for walking home with a boy, so that tells you a little bit of my sexuality growing up. Oh my god. Sounds familiar. But then it, you, yeah, but but it you know it sent me into public education and more freedom, and um, you know just I was a, a good girl you know, kind of doing what people told me to do, but not really acting out on what I wanted to do. I had a, a marriage uh, with a doctor, and at forty, I decided that my spirit wasn't being um, acknowledged. So we separated when I turned 40, and that's when I went to see Tony Robbins, and he became my teacher. And it was an amazing journey walking on fire 18 times, which I did, because it, it opens up your your psyche to think that if yeah, I can now walk what are, on Right. Now, what are some of the challenges that you face? Because I want people to really understand that you came to write this book not out of some trivial notion but really as a result of your own challenges well we're building up to that i mean i i didn't really even want to write but i had my reconnection done which is um reconnection eric pearl coined the uh, the phrase reconnective healing and when you have now hold on a second because i'm losing the thread you went through a divorce And what happened to you in your personal life as you were going through that? Then we'll go to the things that you learned as a result of that. 
Yeah, it just it just so much because I was with Tony Robbins for five years and I was afraid of everything, but the fire walking um, made me lose that fear and I decided that I would go to a racetrack and learn how to drive a race car, and I was scared to death because I was always afraid of everything. But I got to the racetrack and I found out I had some talent. I ended up getting hired to do race car. Um, demonstrations in New York, and then it turned into a full-blooded career. Oh, that's <laughs> I was amazing. A so now, what point in all of this, when you left your marriage, you had a child, yes? I had two children, mm-hmm. and we shared custody, and I was doing my stunt driving jobs and modeling and um, movies and just, you know, I thought my life was really exciting, and but I was afraid of water <clears throat> and then I started to um, learn about hypnosis, and so that took me to the island of Hawaii, which is surrounded by water. And I had to get—I had to um, find out that I could get into the water because the dolphins started coming in my dream time and teaching me how to swim. And so they took me out and helped me get over the fear of water. And I've been swimming with dolphins for 25 years. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to just guide you, Belinda, because I'm getting lost. And if I'm getting lost, our audience is going to get lost. So let's stay with the chronology here. Now, you leave the marriage. You have two children. You become a stunt driver, a model. You're doing amazing things. What was happening with your children during this time, because one of the things that you talk about in your story is you also lost your son. You lost all your money in a Ponzi scheme. Right, but that was much later on. Okay, that's what I'm trying to figure out, is what the chronology is. Okay. When when they came with me, yeah, when they came with me after the divorce, they were 8 and 10 years old. I see. And I was having trouble with my son because he was angry at the divorce, but he, you know, he was functioning, and he went into the Army after high school, and, um, you know, he was went on to college. I didn't lose him until he was almost 30. Mm-hmm. He had just graduated from college, and he had a very severe back problem uh, from one ski accident when he was 12 years old. And his father, who was a surgeon, told him that he would have to have surgery, and he believed him. I was the opposite, you know, let's. Let's do it, you know, in a healing way. Let's try to see if we can find out the root cause. He wasn't into that at all. So he had some surgeries that were not so successful, and he was in a lot of pain. So he depended a lot on the pain medication to get him out of pain, and that's eventually what took his life because he just couldn't take it anymore. He'd he'd, um, stop the drugs, but then the pain would start again. He didn't know how to get out of the pain. He yeah, saw me but, heal myself completely. Yeah. I completely now, collapsed. Yeah. So Do you want me to go into that? Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm so sorry because your story is complex and there's so much happening. I just want to make sure. So at the same time your son was dealing with the back pain, you also had an injury. Is that right? Right. And I collapsed from the herniated discs and from the nerve damage couldn't walk anymore. My back would not support me. I was confined to bed. And then my insurance was canceled because I couldn't do any more stunt jobs. Wow. So the doctors said that I was not going to walk again without surgery. 
and I had no insurance. So I had been learning. You and your son are suffering from these back issues. That's really an interesting thing. Now, when did the loss of the money happen? Yes, it is. When did the loss of money happen? It was right after he took his life. Okay. It was the same. I had gotten into a Ponzi scheme with some of my other so-called spiritual friends, and I had just given everything that I had to this um, investment. And, of course, that's the number one thing. You don't put all your eggs in one basket, which I learned. And, um, in fact, I just got a letter that the guy is still in prison. He's going to get out in 2022. Mm. So, So, this sounds like you were going through what we call the dark night of the soul. You were injured. Your back is out. Your son is injured. His back is out. And a Ponzi scheme takes all your money right after you lose your son. How did you manage to get through all of that? Well, part of my part of my responsibility, I feel that it's it's up to me to stay on top of things, to stay healthy. I have a, I had a daughter, and uh, she was going to give birth to my first grandson, and. I owed it to everybody to stay healthy. And so I had learned how to do self-forgiveness and the Huna way of healing yourself from the inside. So I kept doing that. I kept cutting cords. And what were you forgiving yourself for? For all my perceptions, the poor me, that why did this happen to me, just um, the people that got me into the investment in the first place, to the guy who who did the, the deed itself just so that I wouldn't get involved with any hate or anger. I wanted to be free of that so that I could still function and still be creative. You get yourself all So you all wanted to let in- go of the anger and the negative energy. Now, how yes. did you handle what must have been a crushing grief after your son passed away? Well, I had to first, before that happened trying to remember that now you kind of push everything aside um i had to sell everything in order to keep solvent i had to sell jewelry i had to sell furniture i had to get out of the house that i was living in my daughter took me in and i lived just above her duplex and i took care of my grandson that was how i paid my rent and he brought joy into my life um if it weren't for him, I don't know what I would have done. Mm. But I was very down. The grief was really insurmountable. And yet, you know, I was still trying to stay above water. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine grabbed my hand. She said, you have to go see this movie with me. And I didn't want to see anything. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to, you know, leave me alone kind of mode. Right. Now, and at the same time, would... were you still dealing with this back issue? Uh, no, my back had healed. Ah, this now how did you heal the it? back had healed. Okay. How well, I told it? you doing doing the forgiveness process and just working on myself 24-7, I wanted to find out what I had been saying to myself that caused the back to collapse. Because you see here, I'm still taking 100% responsibility for everything that happens to me in my life. And that is the HUNA acceptance. Now, if, what if had you, you can... been saying to yourself that caused your back okay. to collapse? I cannot that is really supported. interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't be supported. I, I would say to myself unconsciously that I can't be supported. Somebody else has to support me because I can't support myself. I had been raised oh. in a family yeah, that went through the depression, so there was always some lack. And unconsciously, you pick these things up from your family, your relatives, that you start saying to yourself unconsciously, and your unconscious right. mind is what's running your body. Right, of course. And anybody who is wondering, I'm just going to toss in a tiny bit of science. All of our listeners know I'm a geek. If you can see it, hear it, touch it, taste it, or smell it prior to the age of nine, your little child brain records it. The child brain right. is a miniature recording device. So that thing we call the unconscious mind is actually sensory input into that part of your brain. It's not magic and it's not mysterious. It's a fact. So I just want yeah. to back you up there, Belinda. So you well, realize that you'd made up the subconscious belief that you couldn't right. support yourself. So you began to change it. You did forgiveness well, with work. That, with, with that thought, you know, eventually it's going to come true. The back isn't going to support you. So I just collapsed. It was a fulfilled wish, you know, that that came to fruition. And so then I had to start to say thank you for remembering to support me. Thank you for regenerating. And I said that over and over, and that became my mantra. And then there were memories that came up as a result of my doing this Ho'oponopono, which is this ancient Hawaiian healing right, yes. forgiveness practice, mm-hmm. and it's in my book. And so as these memories yeah, come I up... Yeah, I used that a lot I, and taught that in a lot of our classes. And this one I mentioned at the top of the show about sacred sexuality, I have found that people need more forgiveness around sexuality because we have, as you mentioned at the very beginning, whether you went to Catholic school or not, we have so many prohibitions and so much bad information and so much punishment and so much thou shalt not about sexuality and separating sexuality and spirituality. I did a movie that's like a Harlequin romance on on film and it was just a beautiful film and there was a lot of sexuality in it but the kind that women love you know just it embraced women and couples and it was just a really uh, beautiful tribute to the human body and to the human wonderful now do me a favor go back to some of the key things that you talk about in the book because of course there's a forgiveness the ohoponopono which is the ancient Hawaiian chant for forgive me, I'm sorry, I love you. And then you also were working with dolphins and whales. What do they teach us? Right. Oh, my gosh. When you look in the eye of a wild dolphin, all your your hang-ups just melt into the water. You, You can't hold on to any fears or sadness. All you do is feel this unconditional love, this opening of your heart chakra you fall in love with anybody that's around you and it's kind of dangerous because you do fall in love with them so when you get out of the water there's another thing to talk about i want to get in as much information from the book as we can you also talk about the plaque of the soul what is that well i call that the plaque of the soul the hawaiians called it aka and Mm -hmm. so whenever you have a 
an emotional connection to somebody or something, you you tie a cord that connects you with that person or right, thing. The the more that, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the more that you're connected with that, the more it weighs you down if you don't cut the cords daily. Most people have never been taught how to go inside and, you know, dissolve Now, what you're saying cords. is cut cords with people where there's a negative connection or negative energy, where there's something that's happened, and if you're generating a lot of negativity, it ties you into it. Is that what you're saying? Right. It's really about you, though. It's all about you because the event happened. It's how you relate to the event. It's how you interpret the event that is the issue. So you're forgiving yourself for the way you've connected to that event, be it positive, negative, or neutral. You want to get back into a neutral way. Right. Let's say somebody, now, the, you know. Yeah, I want to just, because we're, we're, we have such a short time, you, you said something that I really found fascinating, and it's how energy is like money. How is our energy right. like money? Well, if you get angry and pissed off, Okay, your little unconscious mind creates a chemical that bruises your heart muscle. So imagine that you have a PGE bill inside of you and you're spending it all on these emotions that aren't serving you or doing any kindness to your purpose. So you're building up if you have if you have anger or hate or sadness, you're just losing all the energy in your body, and when it comes time to healing yourself from something devastating, you're not going to have anything in your bank account saved up because you've depleted all of your money. Your so healing we waste energy. energy. So we're wasting energy, which is you're right. saying our collateral. It's our our rate of exchange, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and when we lose it, we don't have it when we really need it. That's really right. interesting. So let's say. So yeah, how let's much say you're are given we 100. conscious of daily wasting our energy? How much would you say? Well, you have to be, yeah, being conscious is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. So let's say you're in a car and somebody crosses your path and you don't like that and you just start getting really angry. You're spending about 80 bucks of your $100 allotment for that day. And then you get to work and your boss gets upset at you and so you spent the next 20 bucks and then you're just ready for bed. <laughs> Right. So we're You're now. What's out. the alternative? What is the alternative to okay. wasting our energy, blowing up, getting angry, chewing on negative thoughts, <laughs> uh, not forgiving people? What's the alternative? Well, to think before you act. So maybe instead of getting pissed off, you get just a teens bit annoyed. So maybe you spend eighty cents instead of eighty dollars. You see, you just decide, you know, is this really worth my energy? Is this worth you start thinking more in terms of, you know, the grand scheme of things instead of just being in that moment. And also, how about the cost? Because you're saying let's think about the grand scheme, but also the cost. One of the things, you know, because my specialty, obviously, modern love, you know, I've trained, I can't count how many couples in our training center, in our classes, in private work. And one of the things I've noticed is that when someone feels entitled to get angry, it's okay to get angry. It's okay to yell at people. It's okay to do that. Those people chronically have trouble with relationships. 
They have a string mm. of broken relationships. So I want to back you up again, Belinda, because I really know from firsthand experience working with people in my own life, people with anger problems are unstable in their capacity to connect with other people. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like they have to be right. And then there's that statement, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Right, exactly. So, so they Belinda, have a need to be right. What would you like to leave us with when you came up with the title, Find Your Friggin' Joy? What does that title mean? Really mean we talk about this kind of transformation work that you're encouraging. You're encouraging transforming our energy. Instead of anger, we're going to do something different, which is be conscious that we have a choice. We're going to talk to our bodies. We're going to become aware of some of what's buried in our subconscious. And, guys, let me tell you, that's a lifetime of work right there, getting to the bottom <laughs> of, of that particular barrel, and look out because we've already passed it on to our children if we haven't. So what do you want to leave us with? How can we apply the principles you're talking about in our love lives? Because here we are, this is Modern Love Radio. Well, you know, you've got to be in the present time to have good sex. You've really got to have that that purpose of just being in the moment to enjoy, you know, real good communication with your partner, with anybody. And when you cut cords, you're in the present time. And it's all about joy. You know, it's all about when I, when this came up, find your friggin' joy, it came up from my higher self. And I just started laughing. And I just said, that's what it's all about. You know, you put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, you put your right foot in, you shake it all around. You do the hokey pokey and you turn right. yourself so we're around. Right, practice doing the yeah. things we need to do to turn our minds, our energy, our emotions around so that we are generating joy from the inside. That's what you're saying. Bringing it it's up. It's an inside job. Right. Now, one of the things I also want to say, you mentioned communication. There are very specific communication skills that everyone needs to learn. And I want to put that out there because if you think you're born knowing how to communicate, you're not. It's a learned skill. And if you come from a family that is unskillful, like most of us, you know, I certainly came from an unskillful family around communication. People either shut you down or they yell at you. There's no in-between. We all have an obligation to do the work that Belinda is encouraging in her find your friggin' joy processes, but we also have an obligation to learn how to communicate skillfully, and we have an obligation to keep learning and growing because that's what we're here for. Yes, Belinda? I agree. (laughs) Beautiful. All right, so everyone, our guest today is Belinda Farrell. She's the author of Find Your Friggin' Joy, She didn't just make it up. She has walked the walk of fire literally and figuratively in her life and developed the courage and the insight to really look at her thoughts and how her thoughts are creating her life to heal her emotions, and so can you. And I thank you so much for being with us, Belinda. And everyone, I want to remind you again, 
go to Eventbrite right now, grab your ticket for Saturday, May 18th, Sacred Sexuality, Breakthroughs, Best Practices, and Awakenings, everything you wanted to know about your sexuality and how you as a body, emotions, mind, spirit, being can have a more pleasurable, free experience of your own sexuality. So we've got the best experts joining us for that, and you're going to walk away, I promise you, with information, with tools, and with more joy and freedom in your life than ever. So thank you to our executive producer, LeGrand Green, our social producer, Cliff Dunning. Thank you, modern lovers, and our guest, Belinda Farrell. Bye. Blessings. (laughs) 